The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN TV. Download the SGPN TV app available on Roku, Amazon, and Apple TV. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to another exciting episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 216. I promise you that today was a very special day. October 2nd is a very special day, very special birthday. So this episode is going to go out to Oasis's What's the Story Morning Glory, which came out on this day, 1995. So one of my favorite albums. So this goes out to that album. Not much else really happened on this day that was worth speaking of. I am your host of this here shindig jeff chalks fox thank you for listening to the show this episode we're going to recap um i guess it was, was it an eventful event i don't know it was an event ufc did an event last night a bunch of fights fell off even after we recorded a bunch of fights fell off before we recorded and then a bunch of fights fell off after we recorded gumby beat me again Gumby made profit two weeks in a row. You know, things are not looking well in my neck of the woods. But nonetheless, I have to show up, do my job, have to set up the Gumby man. So here I am to, ready to set him up. Um, we will recap this event and then we'll be back in yours again tomorrow. No more two no more two episodes on Sunday. Sorry. Contender Series is gone for another year, sadly. But we'll be back on Monday with some more picks. It may be a no UFC, no problem week next week so we have obviously have lots of picks for you um for non-ufc events so we'll get to all that soon i've become much more like my old self rambling away during the intro so let's just bring in my because i i feel pressure that my co-host really drops the ball if you don't set him up a lot before you introduce him <laughs> he's just like it's just dead air and that's not good not good for listeners so hopefully i've given him enough to riff on here um let's bring him in now He's, I don't know if he's still the Gummy God now the contender series is over, but I'll just, I just call him Gummy. Sometimes I call him Danny because we're friends. It's uh, Daniel Reeland. Hello. Yeah, I, I uh, so you gave me plenty to riff off. You always <laughs> okay, give me good. plenty to riff off. Uh, this time, I, I'm going to say, I think it was a good event. Uh, you know, like not a lot of weird results that I don't feel great about, but like there was plenty that I came away with where I was like, Oh, hey, I did that really well, or hey, this guy's looking really good, or hey, uh, Yan Xiaonan really is good at fighting. Uh, and yes. like, there, were, there, were, there were lots of things that were takeaways there. There you go. You're happy because Team Alpha Male in the house came through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah clutch, you, know how, right? you know how I love my Team Alpha Male. Are they I still can... Alpha Male? I, I thought they were tra- changing to Team Alpha. I think they may just be Alpha at this point. Do you know I that? I think not? it's alpha male. I, I think okay. that, that's that's something that somebody tried to to joke about and it didn't it didn't land. Oh really? I, I thought it was real because because they're having so many female fighters join them. I thought they were going to become uh, alpha, but nonetheless, I guess uh, male is part of female. So, um, <laughs> how many of the fights really had uh, consequences though? At, at maybe in the ranked portion of of the uh, division, top fight for sure. Um, that's that's it, probably it, it as far as rankings yeah. go. Brendan I Allen, mean, he's got to be close now. Three straight middleweight's I, crap. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Would, <laughs> uh, would you still rank him over like 
Chris Curtis or something like that? Because I think no. Chris Curtis. Action is, Man? Don't be silly. Not, but I think he's 15, right? Is he oh, not okay, 15? Yeah. So, yeah, like, like you're, you're right. Typically, we think of uh, middleweight as this, like, division that's, like, a barren wasteland of good challengers, which I think is sort of selling it short a little bit. But, like, yeah, no, number 15 right now is Chris Curtis. Uh, and right okay. in front of him, Brad Tavares, Dreykus Duplice. Well, there you go. The, Brad Tavares. The, Nasoradini and Bobov. Yeah, but Brad Tavares is fighting. Didn't we just see who he was fighting? Somebody yeah, gonna he's getting spot. murdered soon. Yeah, I can't he remember. He's a nice guy. Too bad he's going to get murdered, but he is going to get murdered by one of our favorites. Um, Why are we forgetting? Oh, is it, it's Hobocop. Hobocop. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. All of a sudden, so, like, someone's Hob- back in the Hobocop. So Hobocop will, be, Hobocop will take that spot. And then, like, of those <laughs> guys, Brendan Allen isn't close to any of those guys I just mentioned. No, that's true. Like, I wouldn't think he's close to, to Chris Curtis or Nassori Dimavov or anything like that. So, yeah, like, in, on one sense, uh, I suppose uh, that one's meaningful. I actually think probably the most meaningful fight outside of Yan Xiaonan might have been Mike Davis. Like, he looked... He looked really good, yep. He, he looked like a ranked lightweight. Um, yep. And not that Slava has looked very good, but he was piecing him up on the feet and out grappling him. And, I mean, a, a pair of 30-26 against Slava is not nothing. You know what I mean? No, it's true. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves, aren't we? This isn't a, a Mike Davis slash Brendan Allen podcast, is it? It, it is kind of, though. This actually. episode it is, yes. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to riff on the uh, brilliance of What's the Story Morning Glory, but you didn't. So you're probably too uh, young. I, I probably was a little too young. I do know the album. Um, I, I'm not that... It's, it's Oasis, right? I'm not wrong, yep. right? Oasis. Okay, I just didn't want to make myself look like an idiot. Um, I, I, I'm not the biggest Oasis guy. Uh, Oasis was always like uh, when I was in high school, what the uh, what the jerk with a uh, uh, acoustic guitar was playing around the, the campfire. Well, because Wonderwall is easy, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows how to play that, so yes. Yeah. It's, it's like true. that smoke on the water. Oh, <laughs> man. And, and yeah, sometimes sunshine of your love by Cream. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a little more difficult. Eric Clapton, so yeah. Fantastic. All right. This isn't a guitar podcast either, even though it could be. Um, all right. We're going to crack into it. Hopefully this isn't one of our mon- uh, mammoth super long episodes because the fight card wasn't that long. So I, I don't think we need to recap it too long. And we got to get back to yours tomorrow with, with some picks as I as I hinted at anyhow. So before we crack a lack into it more, I'm going to tell you about WinBet. Think of joining WinBet now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. WinBet is live in, get ready, get your pens and paper out. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. So if you don't live there, time to get a real estate agent. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Promoguy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. And let's that's be frank. Who is not interested in that? If you listen to this, more than likely you're interested in that. They got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we're, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. 
If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguy.us. All right. Let's get going here. I haven't coughed yet, which is uh, very impressive. I was hacking up a lung still, even though I'm not really sick. But it's one of those coughs that lasts forever, it seems. And I have not coughed yet. So I'm going to have to podcast the rest of the day, I guess. It's the only thing that's going to stop me from coughing. All right, UFC Dern versus Yan, a.k.a. UFC Vegas 61, went down at the UFC Apex yesterday. Night slash evening, early evening, which was nice. It got done nice and nice and early. Um, originally, its uh, attendance listed on Wikipedia was Mark Zuckerberg was the only thing listed as attendance, but uh, that's since been changed. So um, there was a, actually a couple of Zuckerbergs there. His wife was there as well. Um, yeah, Mackenzie Dern let the cat out of the bag earlier in the week saying that uh, Zuckerberg had had booked the Apex, and that's why the event was closed. The media wasn't even allowed in it. And Dana White protested so uh, vehemently against it, it made it pretty clear that this, this is what was going to happen. And lo and behold, the Zuck was front and center at cage side. So I'm sure Dana's going to technically say he didn't rent it out. We invited him, that type of thing. So um, don't know what's going on with that, but he was there. And so we didn't get any crowd. And we did get lots of fighters begging him for money, though, which is always a good look. Yeah, it's a terrible look. And my personal favorite of the night was the Ilir Latifi, it's time for a bonus. And I was like, yep. straight up one of the worst fights I've ever seen. <laughs> that was bad. Yes, that was that was not not good at all. Um, yeah, so it, I don't know. There's kind of a not a, kind of a stink to like a billionaire booking a place to watch, you know, people who barely get paid fight each other. It's kind of like that's very throwback ish, isn't it? A billionaire and the multimillionaire um, president of the organization sitting back kind of like the Kings in the old days watching the gladiators. You know, I, here's the thing. I wouldn't have even cared if uh, if he had just bought every single ticket. Like, I would have been cool with that, believe it or not. Like, yeah. he's got the money to do it. If that's what he wants to do, by all means. The part that bothered me was that he clearly paid Dana White and the UFC some sort of exorbitant sum of money to not only rent the place out, but rent the place out of media, too, so that media couldn't be there and do their job. And I know, you know, like, you're playing the poor media card is kind of dumb. And, like, you know, like they, they all get free free seats there and get paid to do what they're doing but like that's people's livelihood you know what i mean yep. like people people get paid to be there so like you also like messed up a whole bunch of people's livelihood like there, there are probably some sites that paid their their people to cover it via stream or whatever but like some websites don't have the ability to do that so like it, it probably required some people to take a pay cut just so he could sit there with four people and you know, again, if, if it wasn't the crowd, that's that's no big deal to me. Like, they, they didn't sell tickets. They must have known this was going to happen. But, like, the people who cover it in the media didn't know this was going to happen. So, yeah, that, yep. that part left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. And it's just the constant line from Dana gets on my nerves, too, because it's, you know, uh, I'm sure he'll twist it and make it like he wasn't lying. It's the media. Uh, it's us, Dan. We, we, were, uh, we were lying about this whole this whole Zuckerberg thing. So I do um, love that Mackenzie Dern was the one who let the yeah exactly. So, so, so you're you're calling your headliner one of your golden children. You're you're calling her a liar, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nonetheless, the fights did happen. Um, we had a main event that we got wrong. Yao Chao Nan, 
Yao Chao Nan. I don't say it as good as my co-host who's going to say it right now. Yao Chao Nan. You see, he says it like he's like he's living in China. Uh, beat Mackenzie Dern. Majority decision, 48-47, 48-47, 47-47. I think Gumby and I are both on the 47-47 train here. Um, maybe it's a little uh, bit of us uh, being sour that we lost the pick. I You could have said 47-46, and I would have been happy for Mackenzie Dern because the second round she dominated as well, but... Um, I don't. I don't think she had an. Uh, in in yeah, I, I was in the the forty seven forty seven camp. I, I thought yep. round five was for sure a forty forty uh, ten eight round for yeah. Dern, and that, that was going to lead her to a draw. Um, but I will say I, I don't think I could justify giving that that second round a ten eight. I I just don't think she had it going on long enough there. So. Yeah, I thought 47-47. I'm not real surprised that it went the other way. And, no. you know, as I always do when we're not quite sure about a decision, I had an open MMA decisions. I cross out all the people who have Sherdog next to their name. Um, and if you look at pretty much all the other people who were there, it was about a 50-50 split between Shaunan or Draw. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess – you know, Yan Shanan gets to take a step forward. Uh, you know, she did a really good job of staying off of her back for a long time. I think she stunned Mackenzie Dern once and, and didn't pounce yep. on it, which is, uh, I, I think ultimately that was probably my biggest critique of her because otherwise sh- she looked pretty damn good in there. Yep. Um, MMA decisions should have a, a sure dog filter, right? That you can filter out sure dog. They should yeah. just, you, you click the box. Um, yeah, I, I would feel better if they did. <laughs> once again, Mackenzie Dern can't wrestle. Like uh, I know, like Jason Perillo is a big uh, on striking and boxing, and I know like, that's what she seems like she spends her time working on. But I, I say scrap that. Scrap the BJJ. Uh, obviously, you can grapple. Just nothing but wrestling. Uh, well, well, you in, know, until you can actually take people down more than nine uh, percent of the time or whatever. Her. You know what? Is. Kind of the problem with this though is that like, do you know who her grappling coach is? Correct. <sighs> who his name is megaton diaz oh you know, yeah you know well, Meg- he's he, he's not a wrestler he's also another grappler i know that's what <laughs> her the, father so it, it, and that's that's mostly what i'm saying here is that her grappling yeah. coach you know like we're a little bit bothered by the fact that she's not engaging more in the wrestling but part of that is that she has a grappling coach who's a jiu-jitsu world champion and he has decent takedowns if you've ever watched megaton fight but like is mostly a jujitsu e type of guy, whereas she needs to go work with like a D1 wrestling coach or something like that. And she'll never get rid of him because it's her dad. And in, yeah. you know, like, I don't mean to, to continue to harp on some of the points that we've talked about before. Cause we talked about this with Aspen lad the other day too. It, it just like, it, it's a really bad career move when you're being coached by a family member who like that, that's the end all be all, you know what I mean? Like that, we have to trust that person more than we trust everybody else. You know, like I, I've seen people who've like, yeah, I started with my dad in my corner and my dad stays in my corner. Uh, but here's these other coaches I brought in and they're really my head coaches. Like we saw that with uh, Modestus Bukaskis. His his dad was an MMA fighter back in the day and he still coaches them. But like he also brought in all of these people from London shoot fighters. I think it's London shoot fighters. Um, but like some of these people have like these coaches and, you know, Perillo is a striking coach, but he's not a head coach, which means, like, who who's putting together her game plan at this point? He was acting as the head coach in the corner, though, it seemed, right? Uh, I, you know, I didn't even pay that close of attention. Yeah, because, I uh, think it was basically him. Yeah. Man, that, that's interesting, because I, I don't typically think of Perillo as a head coach. 
No, he's a specialist. Yeah, and he's he's been such like a good tack on to so many people's camps, right? Like Mike Bisping's camp and um who's the other one? He, I mean he did work with DJ Penn. There's somebody else yeah. I'm thinking of that he like became the tack on striking coach as they right. around. He he's a great striking coach and he really has made huge gains with her, but yeah, it, it does seem like the one big gap for her right now is wrestling. Yep. Um yeah, she was too and she was too um interested in in or too complacent in just letting it be a striking fight which like she should have been pressing the wrestling the whole time but anyhow it was a very nerve-wracking fight like we almost we we still uh my like, Dern versus sub prop was like alive right to the very last bell yeah 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 like, that was a well, it was a good, a good prop play yeah i think for sure but like unfortunate <laughs> that she didn't finish one of those um, but also, what, what does that tell us about Yan Chao Nam, though? Like, she, yeah, she's really improved. Maybe yeah. Mackenzie Dern should go to Team Alpha Male and work on wrestling then. Those guys don't know I mean, wrestle. It, it certainly wouldn't <laughs> hurt. She's been only subbed one time in her entire career, and it was her first loss, and it was now yeah. 12 years ago. Man, did I not know how long Yan Chao Nam had been fighting? It is insane. Yeah. Like she, no, that was a big she, win for her. She's been at it since 08, which is nuts. Probably biggest win of her career when you think about it. Maybe probably one of the biggest names. Plus, you know, a two fight skid. She she really needed a win last night and she got it. Um, maybe the other other than her, the other the second biggest winner from this was Marina Hadhigas because now there's should be no uh, competition for the next title shot. Dern should be out of the picture for a bit. Yeah, I I agree with you. It it seems like it's. And Marina Rodriguez has beaten both of these women, so I right. don't know why we thought she was going to get jumped. But it, it does just feel like Mackenzie Dern has the power to jump somebody she lost yep. to, doesn't it? Um, yep. And so, yeah, you're you're right. Marina Rodriguez is probably the one who walked out of the here the best. Uh, well, it, it seems like they're like they could have given Rodriguez a a title shot already. That's the thing. They seem, they seem to be dragging their feet on her. So anyhow. Well, they, oh. they, they, they can't now because they did give it to Weili Zhang. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's true. And like, look, Weili Zhang probably deserves it too. She's good as yep. hell. But um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. Yep. And you know, exciting, exciting main event because uh, like I said, I was white knuckling it right to the end. And unfortunately it didn't come through. So during minus 230, we missed on what was, Yawn at um, not quite 200, right? She was plus 185, was, was what we uh, so still a very, a fairly sizable dog coming through. Co main event, um, did not sweat this one as much, even though Francisco Trinado was hung in there. Uh, Randy Brown minus 325 beat Francisco Trinado. I don't think this fight did anything for Randy Brown because Francisco Trinado's 44. He, he's looking a lot, uh, his body's changing, let's put it that way. He's, he's still in. <laughs> awesome shape because he lasted right to the end of the round but he seems to be getting a bit thicker um randy brown was so much longer than him and so much younger and he's despite all this he lost the last round which is not a good luck i i don't like randy brown looked fine but considering who he's fighting and the age and and how the fight ended i it left a bad taste for that yeah hot take i i would not have been against a 29 28 Ronaldo card here that is a very hot take. I, I, I think he could have won the second round. I, I think he very easily could have won the second round. Uh, I think it was close. I think he had the more impactful shots. Uh, the, the significant strikes numbers were close, but I, I think he did more damage. And is that not also the round he got a takedown into? Like, I, I mean, I could think, I think if people had scored at 29-28 for Trinaldo, it would have turned some heads, but you would have gone back and watched it and been like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe he did lose that fight. Um, 
But it, like the fact that that's even a hot take I can have says yeah. a lot about this performance for Randy Brown. Like the dude yep. is just the the dude is not going to be anybody who comes close to him uh, in terms of size. You know what I mean? Like he, yep. That, that, there's a reason this dude lost to Nico Price, right? Right. <laughs> oh, what well, sick burn, everyone! <laughs> the Nico Price burn. He brought out the the sickest of all burns. Boom roasted. Yeah, you, you can't really trust Randy Brown too much, uh, depending on who he's fighting. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> he's one of those guys who don't know what you're gonna get when he shows up. Um, hopefully, Haoni Barce- Barcelos is back because he sure looked like he was back last night against Trevin Jones. I uh, know it was just Trevin Jones, but listen to these scorecards: thirty twenty-five. So we have one judge that was brave. I was gonna say in the main event that there's still a lot of a lot of hesitation for judges to give 10, eight rounds, but not, not the judge that gave her how many Barcelos 30, 25 and the other two 30, 27, 30, 27. That, that's an issue. Um, the right person won obviously, but um, those scorecards were two points off. That's, that, that's an issue that uh, hopefully the bosses of the judges look into because you can't, you shouldn't have scorecards that far off, but anyhow, Barcelos dominated. Like I was hoping he would look like his old self. Uh, Trevor Jones, was very tough hanging in there. Uh, he was in trouble a, a lot of this fight, but uh, Barcelos came through, and I was happy I had him at minus 230. And Gumby did not. Ha ha. Yeah, I, I, he looked, first of all, so slow, uh, which I'm not sure what that's about, uh, why he looked yeah. so much slower than Barcelos. Um, and I would also say, I, I think I had the scorecards right in between those two. Yeah, um, 26. 26. Yeah, because I think yeah. I gave 10 8 in the second and not in the third. Um, I, I could see 10-8 in the third, too. I, I can't see not giving a single 10-8. I think those are bad scorecards. Cowards. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like, sorry to interrupt, it's kind of like refs like really hesitating to give to take a point away for uh, for fouls. They're still, uh, points are so, I guess they're, they're so hard to come by in this sport, and, and uh, especially in three-round fights that they really don't want to, to, uh, to make bold moves like that. And there's another reason why Randy Brown almost lost too, because he defended a takedown with one of the most oh, yes. traps I've ever seen. I would have, we would have been going crazy if uh, if that was a fighter we picked against. But yes, see, see how uh, I just selectively, I just forgot to even mention that. Yeah, that, that was a blatant one. He kind of snuck his hand down low, thinking the ref's not going to look low, and and held onto the cage. Um, yeah, because that, that could have changed everything. That could have been around one for Trinado. But at the end of the day, we're we're still talking about Randy Brown and Rayoni Barcelos, who uh, now are on the winning side of things, and I'm not particularly impressed with either of them. I mean, I guess Barcelos looked good, but he's coming off of two losses. What's next for yeah. him? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? He fought a, a one and two UFC fighter as well. So. Yeah, and, and speaking of, is is that the end for Trevin Jones? That's three mm, in a row. Yeah. I mean, he, before we're going to fire more people coming up, but yeah, he's he getting fired. Timor Valiev and Mario yeah. Batista, who are both in the UFC and doing so That's well. That's right, he's got two wins, right. And then the losses, well, I mean, one was a no contest. Uh, right, right, right. Because he smoked weed. Um, so, like, <laughs> you know. But then he lost to Sedyakov, Krakorlanov, Javid Basharat, and Rayody Barcelos. That's a hell of a run of opponents. Like, I think he deserves yeah. another one, but who knows? Because they just signed five billion people off the contender series so who yeah, knows 43. <laughs> yep um it's something i do know about is no house advantage no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today playing pick em contests versus other people for the shot at winning a quarter million or more in cash download the app choose a contest select your player props earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day you can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks 
Bet on up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Set up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. And we're going to talk about Babbel now. If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in the new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Old people will like that. Old people do not like computers and robots, so that will be perfect for them. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel language for life and i'm going to tell you about odds trader odds trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books you can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal the app also provides player statistics key game stats injury reports and projected game day weather for betters to make most important bets possible also as a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire odds trader the number one site for all your game day bets all right moving on um Sadiq Youssef did what he had to do. Um, he messed up one of Gumby's prop bets, but 30 seconds, he jumped a guillotine on Don. Shameless, Shayness got himself a submission, but no bonus despite, I think, breaking records for one of the quickest submissions ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you a hot take here. I don't think okay. Sadiq Youssef, uh, I'm all filled with hot takes today. Um, you are. I, I don't think Sadiq Youssef messed up my prop bet. I think Don Shayness did. Um, yeah. Because, like, I've seen his fights before, and don't get me wrong, he's aggressive, but that was like, I know I'm the worst fighter in this fight, and so I'm just going to try to get him out of there in 15 seconds, or lose in 30 seconds. Um, Like, it was that kind of mentality. Whereas, like, if, I think if he, like, picked his spots and fought from range, and, like, you know, was overly aggressive, as Don Shanus has been on the regional scene and stuff like that, I think he would have survived, but I think, like, he would have constantly been looking like he was losing that fight. But like, I guess you can't fault him for going in and probably giving himself the highest percentage chance to win, despite that percentage being like next to zero, but like he went for it. And so I think that messed it up more than anything. Speaking of high percentages, we had Yusef at minus 900. So yeah, we needed and some that, props. That had some, there. That had some uh, of our boy Jong's, uh, beloved CLV there because uh, <laughs> they posted it on the uh, the broadcast as negative, I think a negative 1100. I'm still not satisfied with <laughs> winning the minus 900, but yes, we got some CLV. There you go, John. CLV in the house. Um, 
then in the I guess Yusef's a ranked fighter, but I, I wouldn't say this was a meaningful fight for the rankings uh, whatsoever. I, I I won't change where he's ranked based on what no. I saw. <laughs> no. And then in the opener, we both got it right. Sadly, even though Mike Davis is a good fighter and fun to watch, Beast by Mike Davis totally schooled uh, Slava Klaus, Vyacheslav Borshev. Two fights in a row that he's been totally outclassed. 29-28, 30-26. Again, there's my gripe. Two. Uh, the scorecards are two points off again. That should be happening. <laughs> yeah, that that one seems like a weird one for the the cards to be off. But that's mostly just because, like, what is Doug Crosby doing giving uh, still, Slava okay. a round, dude? Do you, do you yeah. want to know who gave uh, Slava a round other than Doug Crosby when you look at... Um, sure Dog? One dude from Sure Dog. Uh, that's one, so predictable. One dude from Sure Dog gave him that. That and Doug Crosby. Also, Doug Crosby's one of the refs or one of the judges who did not give Barcelos any uh, 10-8 rounds. So you know he yeah. just had himself a night. He's a weird, weird dude. I remember reading a profile on him that Chuck Minderhall did. Like, could have even been 10 years ago by this point. But yeah, he's he's an interesting fellow. That that judge. But how about Mike Davis? Look great, right? Yeah, I I think he could beat ranked lightweights right now. Yeah, like I really I really do. Like, and he's I got think, he's got to get back in. We got to keep him going. That's the thing. Yeah, it's sad to not see him get enough fights. And and part of the worry here too is probably that there's like a, a lot of good um, wrestlers at lightweight. Like I think Demiris Magulov or Armand Sakurian or Matthew Gamrot give him a lot of trouble. But like, do you would you pick him over Dan Hooker right now? I think I would. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, like it, he would probably come in at like plus 185 if they made that fight tomorrow. Uh, you know, like a sizable dog, and I'd be happy taking him at plus 185. He's not lost, he being Mike Davis, since April of 2019, and that was short notice to Gilbert Burns. So, um, yeah, Sky, it could be the limit for him. Uh, as for Slava Claus, uh, this was an ill-advised move, taking this fight on short notice. He's not even making much money to begin with, so it's not like it's going to make a huge dent in your uh, in your earnings at the end of the year but um yeah he, he needs he needs serious work on the grappling they, they have to do with him what they did with Yan yan shaonan which is it's the same fight camp so you they should be able to do it well, and i think i think part of the problem is there there comes the coughing there you go you worked it in there we go well, yeah <laughs> um the the part of the problem for me with him is just that like he has that offensive wrestling background. I think what we talked about on the yep. contender series, I mentioned like he isn't a bad wrestler when he's offensive, but I, I feel like he uses the offensive wrestling so sparingly that like he becomes such an easy target for the, the counter wrestling. So uh, yep. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a shame. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It's a shame. It's a shame. And it's a shame about, um, Oh yeah. I didn't mention the fights that did fall off. We lost Maxim Grisham, Philippe Lins. They kept, bumping it up it's the or bumping it back they moved it to the main card because one of the men had uh health issues did, did we find out who it was and what was going on there i i don't know anything about why it fell off does zuckerberg know uh probably yes does meta know um it, it probably would have been easier for us to know if there had been some media there to report yeah on it. <laughs> yeah dana white's gonna gonna like this uh he's gonna like not having media around to have to answer to so um so we lost grishan lands which was a fight we were both gonna win um and then before all of that we lost uh baby shark tabitha ricci um she got the old top turtle jinx on her her opponent dropped out jessica penne got i think bronchitis is what i heard so that fight yeah, fell out that's, too that's at least what they're saying 
we were. <laughs> what are you? What are you saying, Dan? I, I'm just saying we we don't skeptical. have. I, I am a little skeptical anytime Jessica Penney falls out of a fight. That that's yep. all I'm gonna say is that yep. like she she's dealt with a lot of things between weight cuts and drug tests and stuff like that that I'm always going to be mildly skeptical. And I will just say this, right? She's one of those ones who tested positive a few times. She claims it was a tainted supplement. It yep. was or it wasn't, regardless. But what state is notoriously angry? during fight week testing if Las something falls Vegas. in the system. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas and Nevada is, is particularly tough with that. So like, it wouldn't surprise me if that's it and they just told everybody it was bronchitis. Are we going to hear about pulsing again, Dan? Yeah, all is the time. Is that what this means? For, we're we're going to have to hear more talking about pulsing. Nobody's Anyhow, ever so... going to stop talking about pulsing. <laughs> so it was a five-fight main card. I went three and two. Dan went uh, – sorry, I went four and one. Dan went three and two. So it looked like it was going to be a good night for me if, if I – watch everything in reverse but alas this i had saved my the main car saved my bacon so to speak all right so the main event of the prelims ended up being the catchweight fight between daniel santos and john castanaro what a fight it turned out to be fight of the night unfortunately we were wrong on it um santos won via knockout punches and, and knee i want to say that the last knee i don't know if the last knee landed because we they didn't really show us the right camera angle for it but uh castanaro was on the ground when you needed him but nonetheless he was already out by then 428 into the second round. We had Castaneda. We had Castaneda a lot of parlays and stuff too, I believe. Um, the recommended plays and prop picks. He looked fantastic in the first round. He he, he was lighting up Santos, like looking like he was going to finish the fight. And then something happened in between rounds and Castaneda got really tired and Santos somehow uh, punches were not affecting him anymore. And he came through with a massive win. Yeah, well, I, I think part of the reason why he was really tired is because he poured it on. He was killing yeah. him, dude. Like, he, he yep. was he was beating the heck out of him. And, and then just all of a sudden, like, man, man, shout out to, to Willie Cat. Because Willie Cat, dude, that dude could take a beating. Yep. And and he did. Uh, he, he did the boxcar homer, basically, is what he did. Yeah. Yep. Except for a boxcar homer with phenomenal uh, sub-defense. Because that, that's one of the big things. Who's to say Boxcar Homer doesn't have sub-defense? Yeah, I mean, we, I, I, we never I saw anybody I, shoot on him. I guess I don't know. That's a, that's a fair point. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I think he uh, I think he looked pretty darn good in there. Um, if that, this fight, if that fight hadn't happened, the next fight, the fight right before, <laughs> would have won fight of the night. Ilo Tifi versus Alexi Olenek. A couple old guys uh, having trouble keeping their guts in. Um, Latifi 3027, 3027, 3027. It was ugly, like we like we predicted it would be. We were on the same page with that part. We were not on the same page with our picks. I had Latifi minus 180. I gladly got it. He says it's time for a run, Dan. It's. Uh, I heard from a, I believe a reliable source that that was the last fight on his contract. It was, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't resign him. No. I'd let him walk. You want to run? Go run right to PFL. Go run right to <laughs> yep. Bellator. Go yep. run right to PFL. You got the right bill, or uh, you know what? He's got the right build for. He's got the right build to fight a heavyweight fight in KFW. Like if yeah, you see true. some of those dudes in KFW, dude, perfect fit for KFW. Send him right on over the seas. Like there's no reason to bring him back. He's clearly worse than he used to be. Less care about his conditioning than he used to be. Less care about it about being exciting than he used to be. He literally yeah. just took down Alexio Linick and just kept high enough with his posture that he couldn't land any shots, and uh, Alexio Linick couldn't get his hips moving. Like he stayed safe and won the fight. Props to him, but like made no effort to like actually try to do any damage. Yep. 
Next fight, I got wrong. Dan got right. Justin Ronson, he's getting fired now, Dan. He's, what, had five or six fights, and he yet to have a official win. Because he Joachim, had one taken away from him. Yeah. Joe Kim Silva, a performance of the night, a bonus for his TKO knee and punches 308 into the second round. Ronson yes. did not look good. So Silva did. Uh, I will say I'm a little bit surprised at how he did. The fact that he outboxed uh, Ronson and also, like, suddenly is left-handed. Like, um. Yeah, you know, like it was the, the left that he was killing with. Yeah, and well, I mean, just like the switch stance piece yeah. to it all is like wild to me because he he just started fighting, and I granted he is, um, he he looks good from his actual stance, which is right-handed, but then he he moved back to to southpaw and looked great from southpaw, and, and some of that was that he got to have his right hand in the front and that made his jab better, but I, I mean it also hid that knee, which landed not once, not twice, but three times. So, yep. Yep. Look good. Yep, Ronson, you're gone. Sorry, my fellow Canadian. Yeah, definitely um, gone for you. Yeah, just re- realize the first four fights all got performance of the night bonuses, which is nice because they're usually the they make the, the yeah. yeah. Except Brendan Allen makes good money. Um, you, you can see all the payouts on moneymma.substack.com, my site. Uh, Brendan Allen looked very good against Christoph Jocko. Jocko, right when we were uh, saying how he's sneaky under the radar, he got himself totally out wrestled and then submitted Brendan Kachuk by Allen. 417 in the first round. Very impressive win for Brendan Allen. Yeah, I, I will say uh, his grappling looks like it's really coming along. My, my concerns yeah. about his uh, striking still persist. Uh, but like he, he looked like he was grappling well enough to deal with Jocko, and that's impressive in its own right. Yep, as was the debut of Chelsea Chandler, uh, catchweight. She TKO'd Julia Stolyarenko 415 in the first round. Definitely looks like a Diaz brother, as she was advertised as. Got herself a nice fat bonus to start things off. Yeah, she's big and strong and mean and tough. She could be, uh, she could make some noise at at bantamweight or flyweight. Yeah, we were saying about how there were no fights that mattered to the rankings. This one does. She'll probably be ranked, especially being as we just lost two women's bantamweights uh, in the rankings this week with Aspen Ladd and Sarah McMahon dropping out. They're going to need some new people to fill in there. I'd say she's one of the best 135 pounders in the UFC. There's only like 22 of them. So like, yeah, yeah. she's probably one of them. Yeah. Like I uh, said, again, she had a very good record in Invicta. She's won five straight now. Um, we had her as, as a slight underdog minus 105. That was the only underdog I hit. Um, it was not Gumby's only underdog because in the opener, plus 240, Guido Canetti. He's defined time once again. He also defied the top turtle. Uh, Jinx and beat Randy the Zohan Costa and his amazing mustache. Submission rear naked choke 104 into the first round. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. Stolarenko, she's canned. I'm firing her. Randy Costa, maybe. Kennedy, uh, I, I think Kennedy looked I, fantastic and got himself I, a bonus. I think Costa's probably gone too. And it's a shame because he is really exciting and he's a yeah. fun striker. But there's such a, an obvious issue with how he deals with getting hit. And actually, if you would. You had heard my interview on with with Kennedy on Top Turtle. He said that he thought one of the issues with Randy Costa and the advantage he had was that Costa doesn't like to get hit and he runs when he does. Um, and I think we saw that to an extent, right? Like like when he got hit, he he was baffled. It, it was like he didn't know what to do with it. So uh, yeah, I, I think he's got to work that out and, and come back. The oldest fighter to win a fight last night was Guido Canetti. And then what? Latifi's the only, oh, yeah. Latifi's the only other old guy who won, but he beat an older guy. So 
Um, so Dan started things off right. Uh, I knew it was going to be a rough night that way. And an opener. You got the opener right three weeks in a row now, Dan. See, you 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 reverse jinx me. I appreciate yep. that. Turning things around. So we both went six and five. Somehow always end up ahead of. Uh, uh, always end up with a winning record, but I did not win money. I lost two hundred eight bucks. Dan won five dollars and fourteen cents. So two weeks in a row, you've won money. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> The sad news is I my spreadsheet was missing some weeks, so I wasn't really up 700 bucks. I was only up about 200 bucks in the year. So now I'm only up 50 bucks. So I'm almost, uh, I've been bleeding through my profit the past few weeks. Uh, I've had one, two, three straight losing weeks money-wise. So uh, I'm at 65% accuracy on the year. I'm up 50 bucks. Dan is at 58% accuracy. He's down 2,400 bucks. Ha ha. There's still time though. Yep. Um. Recommended plays. Gumby went one and four, lost 36 bucks. I went one and two, lost 23 bucks. So uh, that did not go as planned. Recommended plays. I am at 61% of the year. I'm up 66 bucks. Stands at 49%. He's down 80. And the uh, you, you got both of the, actually, no, you, you got half of the uh, two fight parlay, right? Like you usually do. You had Kennedy, but then you, you had Ole, Ole Nick via submission. Yeah. <coughs> yep. Kennedy came through though. Yep. Kennedy came through. So that unfortunately it will not get you half of your bet. So that is it for that event. I'm going to tell you about our last sponsors and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up here. Elias game plan app. Did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday and Thursday and Sunday because it's NFL season, our favorite time of the year, whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just talking highlights around the water cooler at work. The NFL season just got a whole lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues. Elias Game Plan is full of information and insights provided by the renowned research team, which means they constantly give you information that is up to date and that you can trust. The app gives you everything you need this season to get a competitive edge, league-validated team and player news and stats, head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchups, along with Elias, key insights from the Elias statisticians, including injury impact analysis and expert game analysis, which can give you the advantage in betting, picking your fantasy lineups, or showing off your sports knowledge. And Elias Game Plan is releasing new features all the time, like their chat function, which allows you to talk directly to their researchers. So get the information you need to feel comfortable when making big decisions on betting or your fantasy team. The last insights helps me know my strategy is backed by numbers, not just my intuition. Elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now I have a special offer. When you subscribe, get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use my promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN15. Finally, last but not least, Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. FUBA TV gives you the complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games of 4K at no extra charge. For 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FUBO TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBOTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Okay, we are another dark week. This is very wrong of the UFC to do this to us. Two, two out of three weeks, no no UFC to talk about. Uh, they will be coming back on the 15th, back at the Apex. Uh, don't know if, if they'll let anyone in to watch this one or not. Uh, it's UFC Fight Night, Grasso versus Arujo. Will anyone want to get in to watch it? Who knows? Um, 
this is another fight where we lost a bunch of fights. We lost Cannonier versus Strickland. That was the original main event. Um, Grasso original is a decent fight, anyhow. Uh, we got that. Do we have anything else really worthwhile? Anything else jump off this card that, that you really like, Dan? Uh, I mean, not, not off the top, not, not off the top of my head. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some like sleeper fun odds in there. I haven't dug too far into them, but like, right. I'm kind of interested to see how Sam Hughes takes a step forward. Like, uh, you know, Cub Swanson going to Bantamweight sounds like an awful idea and one that just sure does. or something like that. So that'll be interesting. Victor Henry looked really good in his last fight. I don't know if you remember, he actually beat Rayoni Barcelos. Uh, so seeing him feet Rafael Asuncao is kind of a fun step up for him too. So I guess we got some of that going on, but yeah, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing real big to write home about. That's for sure. Boy, Dan's not excited about it. So how can we be excited about it? Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way. We still have a couple weeks. Um, but like I said, new UFC, no problem. We still have plenty of picks for you coming up starting tomorrow. We're going to break down cage warriors, which will be going down with a title fight headline event this this coming weekend uh, coming up so we'll, we'll get that back in yours on monday in the meantime sgp and mma is the spot to go on twitter jeff fox writer is me gumby breland is is the gumby man uh, uh the discord sports podcast.com slash discord get in there chat have fun and read all our stuff of course at sports podcast.com and listen to top turtle mma podcast that is it gumby would you like to do the honors um no you're not ready no. No, I, I mean, you just caught me off guard. I thought you were going to do the first one. All right, I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's Sexy Mexi Jeff Fox. Sexy Mexi. <laughs> and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>